The world is going through an expansion of consciousness, a changing of the ages, and many of us are on an awakening journey. I want to explore what all of this means and share people's personal stories so we can relate, enjoy the mystical experiences, and perhaps connect some more dots. Everyone's journey is completely unique. I'm your host, Wendy, and this is Light Always Wins. Hey everyone, I've got a special episode today. This is a big group episode. I had the pleasure of being invited to Sarah Leverett's birthday in Sedona, Arizona, along with uh, five other of her soul friends. And we had a really great time. It was very healing, it was so fun, and we had some pretty wild experiences, some of which we're gonna talk about today. Um, Both Gina and Sarah have been on the podcast before, and if you'd like to listen to the episodes with them, Gina is episode 3 and Sarah is episode 10, and you can learn more about them and the work that they do. Um, And I'm excited for you to meet the rest of the soul friends, hence the name Anamkara, which is Gaelic for soul friend, and we learned that from Sarah. So... Here's our episode about our ceremony in Sedona. So we're here to record an episode about our trip to Sedona, Arizona, and we're just going to introduce everybody who was on the trip. So we'll start with Sarah, whose birthday it was. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Sarah? Yeah. Yeah. My name is Sarah Leverett. Um, I've been on Light Always Wins once before, if you're interested in Um, my spiritual work and my spiritual journey. Um, But personally, I live in Chattanooga, Tennessee with my partner, William, who you will also meet. Um, And yeah, I just uh, had my 30th solar return and decided that I wanted uh, my celebration to feel like a retreat. So I uh, brought all of these lovely souls together. And uh, yeah, William, you want to say a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So my name is William. And as she stated, I'm Sarah's partner. Um, I was invited to go on the retreat with all of y'all beautiful souls. And um, just a little bit about myself. I am a purveyor of uh, environmental work in the form of green infrastructure. I consider myself to be a worker of light and of magic and of the ethereal. Um, I am a, an overall um, wanter of the good in the world and of humanity and of this existence that we find ourselves in. Awesome. Angela? Uh, hi, my name is Angela Nixon. I've known Sarah since we were both in high school. Uh, I now reside in Nashville, Tennessee, and I teach yoga while also doing a handful of other side gigs to keep the cash flow in. I also I've started reading Oracle cards. I kind of consider myself like a, a spirituality newbie, but been open to learning and trying new things. I recently taught yoga for Wendy's law school that is through Light Always Wins. So that was really fun. And yeah, I like to I like to watch birds and watch the rain and be in nature and just yeah, anything outdoorsy I'm down for. Nice. Gina? I'm Gina. Um, I have a podcast called Past Lives in the Divine. Uh, I've known Sarah, gosh, I don't know, a little over a couple, two, three years, something like that. And Wendy, I don't know, we've been internet adjacent for maybe just as long. Yeah, I, I think don't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've been on your podcast one other time. Yeah, so I've been uh, a little witchy, uh, full on for a while, I guess, a number of years. And So when Sarah asked me to go to Sedona to have like kind of a retreat spiritual situation, it was a, of course, I knew it'd be a good time. And it was. (laughs) Nice. All right, Ethan. So I'm Ethan, Ethan Dungan. I am Sarah Leverett's brother. 
And um, in my day job, I work in healthcare and have dove into exploring my spirituality um, as Sarah has been one of the catalysts um, in that journey. And of course, uh, when I was offered a chance to go to Sedona, I was, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm Jay. Well, Jakevia Green, but call me Jay. Um, yeah, I'm figuring things out day by day. Um, early 30s, living in New Orleans, Louisiana, um, really learning to tap into my divine energy, um, growing in my tarot practice. Um, and just really trying to figure out this thing called life. Sarah, so could you tell us what you had in mind for this trip and like how you curated the, the people and, and the place and everything? Yeah, so I was reflecting a lot coming upon a new decade and birthdays have always been bittersweet for me. Um, I'm always really excited when Aries season comes around and I want to celebrate and I want to be surrounded by the people that I love. But I think in my 20s and before, I always kind of gave that power away to like, if my family planned something for me or if my friends planned something for me or who showed up or what were the plans going to be. And it was just really important to me with this new decade to take that power back and to say like, I'm going to curate this experience and I'm going to hold a vision and I'm going to offer it to the people in my life that feel aligned for this sort of trip and to kind of let go after that on like who could come, who wasn't going to come. And I just kind of, after I held that vision, just really surrendered to the experience. Um, but I knew that I wanted it to feel like, you know, yoga retreats and meditation retreats that I've been to before. I knew I wanted it to be intimate. I knew that I wanted it to be with people who I could be fully 100% myself and to share things like, you know, elementals and how I saw a ghost in Roswell on the way, you know, like I just wanted to be able to like fully share those pieces and parts of myself without um, holding back or biting my tongue. And so, you know, I invited, um, you know, my soul friends and, you know, six beautiful soul friends showed up for me in such a beautiful way and helped me to realize that vision and bring it to reality. And as far as like picking the location, I think that was mostly just about, well, first and foremost, I'm drawn to the desert. And also the year leading up to the trip, I was just seeing Sedona and so many different signs and synchronicities. So it just felt like time to, to go there and to be there. Cool. Um, and I want to ask you guys, like, how did you feel leading up to the trip? Because we should also mention that, like, most of us didn't really know each other. So for me, I know that I was like, I felt a little anxiety going on a trip with like six other strangers being in the same house for like a week. You know, I was like anxious, but um I actually pulled a, an Oracle card about it. Like I, I took some time to think about it and I pulled a card and I saw, I pulled this card from the sacred destiny deck. That was a hawk soaring over the red rocks. Like it was basically where we were going, or it might've been the grand Canyon, but it looked very similar and it was about taking risks. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to go for it. Cause I feel like it'd be a really cool trip. And, um, I wanted to get to know Sarah better. We'd only hung out one time, I think, or we hadn't even hung out yet. Uh, we had just talked on the podcast. So I was like, this is a little bit of a leap for me, but I'm so glad I decided to go. What about the rest of you? How are you feeling leading up to it? Um, I was feeling excited because I drove from Minnesota to Arizona, but Part of that too um, lends itself to like all kinds of freedom. 
So first of all, I don't know. I just get such a good vibe from Sarah Leverett that I knew whoever was going to be there was going to be just fine. Um, and I've been on retreats before where I didn't know a lot of people and like shared bedrooms with them. So in the last year, having my van, it's been, that has actually been a big anxiety reliever to be like, well, at least like I have my alone time, like in a space where it's like fine to have my alone time. And I don't have to like ask someone to leave or whatever, just cause I like to, I don't know, sit alone, zone out, <laughs> be quiet. Um, so I think that hearing you say that makes so much sense. And I think just me, someone who stays in my van and drives my van, it makes it, um, I don't know, almost like lower risk on some level, I guess, even though yeah. I, can't, <laughs> I can't say. And Wendy, I knew you were going to be there. And I was like, oh, this will be interesting. I'll be able to like get to spend more time with her, get to know her. Um, and then I knew the only other person I knew of was Ethan. And for whatever reason... <laughs> Ethan's kind of tied into like the Sarah and William where I'm like, I feel like we've had a lot of past lives together. Like it's just, <laughs> so it, it, I knew it would be like, you know, whoever the other two people or three people would be who I didn't actually know. I knew it would be like such a good group. So I was just full on excited. Nice. What about you, Ethan? So I had um, a lot of anxiety leading up to the trip. Um, mainly just because of um, I may or may not suffer from uh, imposter syndrome in like a lot of situations. And so because of um, my background, I'm not, I'm a little novice with exploring spirituality on this level. And the things that I do I just felt insecure, but like leading up when I'm finally getting there and like meeting everyone, it was so beautiful. And all the anxiety just left. Um, I think, who was it that I hugged as soon as I got there? It was, was me. It, it was you. It was me. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I just could like feel it. And I was like, okay, this is, this is it. I was like, I'm finally meeting you. <laughs> I know. It was been so <laughs> I've had zero contact with you, but I'm finally meeting you. <laughs> and Ethan That's was the last one to get there because like your plane got delayed and everything. And yeah. I remember when you came in, your energy, I was just like immediately, I was like, oh my God, I love him. <laughs> and it was like well, I'm so glad too. Like I was just like, I felt so comfortable immediately with everybody, which was so cool. Um I was about to say that I was um glad that he could um, resonate with that energy because whew, I had to really ground myself in the stress of being stranded in Texas. <laughs> but it was you know, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Angela? Uh, so I agree with Gina in the sense that I knew whoever Sarah invited was going to be, you know, cool and fun. And I knew we were going to have a great time because when Sarah invited me, I was like, never been, always wanted to go. So like, why not? But then, you know, as it started to lead up to it, I started to kind of feel how Ethan felt like an imposter. I was like, wow, like, you know, like I've always dabbled in spirituality. Like, you know, I've played around with Tara, you know, I've done yoga, I've like studied the chakras and stuff. I was like, these people are going to be the real deal. And they're going to meet me and be like, who? <laughs> but yeah, so I was like freaking out, but I was also excited because I'd never been and I was, you know, just yeah, all over the place, like back and forth, like, oh, what if they hate me? What if, what if, you know, this happens or no. Oh, and then I got there and everything was beautiful. And like the, like, like the mountains and just everything and the desert and I'd never seen any of it before I was just blown away and I was like this place is magical and I met everybody there I met you know all of you guys at different times and I was like wow like these people are amazing and they get it and like they're just I like the first night we started talking about having alien babies and stuff and I was just <laughs> And everybody was so down and I was like, man, this is great because all of my other friends are like, like just laugh and I'm like, and I have to be like, oh yeah, ha, ha, it's crazy. Right. And you guys were like, no, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I was also really happy about the alien talk because <laughs> I was on my Neptune line in uh, Sedona which is, that's an astrocartography thing. That's a whole other subject, but being where I was, the energy, I felt like I was about to float away and I really got in touch with my alien self. Like, <laughs> and so 
then when you started talking about talking about aliens, I was like, I'm comfortable. I can talk yeah. about all the alien stuff. Exactly. Like as soon as I said that and you guys were down, I was like, cool, I can, I can say whatever I want here. And nobody's going to like think I'm weird or think anything I say is crazy. Like, this is great. I can be totally open. Totally. What about yeah. you, William? So leading up to <clears throat> the journey in and of itself, I think like maybe a couple months prior to us leaving, it just, it kind of started to hit, you know, that we were going to take this huge journey because me and Sarah ended up taking a road trip out there similar to Gina. Um, and we stopped at all sorts of places along the way. And I think that was, that was our longest road trip that we had ever taken together. Mm -hmm. um, we had decided that we were going to stay in the car instead of airbnb and doing hotels along the way. So kind of preparing for that and realizing that we were going to go like 1500 to 2000 miles uh, on the road, you know, and just kind of take this immense journey. Um, the, the last couple months leading up to it, I think it really sunk in and then we hit the road and we got, you know, on the other side of Tennessee and then on the other side of Arkansas and the desert just kept encroaching and coming closer and closer. And I have experience in Colorado, a little bit out West um, and the desert, you know, just had been calling my name, I think up until that point, um, the months prior and when we were actually embarking and getting closer and closer, I could just, I could feel the draw of that arid of the, the sand and the stone and, um, that that part of the, the the continent has always kind of called to me, um, and so just like leading up to, I think it was a, a an energy of just kind of like uh, supreme. I don't know if like an, if the arid could be an energy, I started to feel it very early on. You know the aridness of that that uh, climate. You know and. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was, I don't want to say like looming, but I could tell that like on the horizon was something great and something profound. And it was like, if you're like looking, you know, up a mountain and you see, you know, the skyline uh, in, in adjacent to the, you know, the crest of the mountain, you could see beyond that and I could just, you know, grasping at something that I couldn't really see yet, but knew would be incredible. Um, I don't know if that puts it into words properly. That's cool. I had a similar feeling kind of because um, I kept getting messages about like portals and gateways and I was uh, having a lot of like indigenous energies um, coming into my dreams and coming through in my Oracle cards and things. And so, uh, I felt like we were going to end up doing some sort of healing on this land. And I didn't really know exactly what that would look like, or if it would happen, it was just something I kept in the back of my mind. But, um, yeah, Sarah, did you have any, what did you feel before the trip? Um, I have uh, just like a shadow around really any kind of travel where like the week before I just feel like so in a frenzy and like feeling like everything has to be done. Like I want the house to be clean so that when we come back, it's clean. I want to make sure I pack everything and I don't want to miss anything. I want to tie up loose ends. I want to research. And so I, I caught, I felt that as part of it, like this whirlwind of like getting things prepared, getting things ready. And to William's point, we had never embarked on any kind of road trip like that together. So that was another layer of anxiety around like, at, on one hand, it was like so freeing and like so exciting that it was going to be an adventure. But on the other hand, it's like, we'd never spent that much time in a car together. We don't know where we're going to sleep. Like how, how are things going to turn out? But I, I would say the like excitement of the adventure was the, the more prevalent feeling. And then Jay and I were meeting 
at least once a week uh, leading up to everything. And that felt so good because Jay was handling all of the like research and like, where are we going to eat? Like how close is the Airbnb to things? Like what is the time that everyone's coming in and how can we provide transportation? And like speaking to your point about indigenous energy, uh, that was really top of mind for me. Like how can we find tours and opportunities to connect with the indigenous people there? And as good of a researcher as Jay is, she was having a really hard time, like actually finding indigenous people um, that we could, uh, you know, learn from and grow from. She did find, you know, some, but it wasn't as, uh, as easy as we would hoped it would be. Um, so that was on the top of my heart and my mind was like wanting to make sure to learn from and connect with um, the indigenous energy there. So yeah, it was a mixture of like uh, the anxiousness that I experienced with any kind of travel and just like this huge adventurous, exciting feeling too. Should we talk about the opening circle or should we go ahead and talk about the ceremony? The thing that I want to say about the opening circle is just speaking of like the indigenous culture, like I wanted to come back to my roots and my ancestry. Mm -hmm. And so in, you know, bringing everybody together, like I use the word soul friend very intentionally because it's very tied to the studies that I've done around the Celtic people and so I just wanted the opening circle to be, um, you know, it reflective of my, my own ancestral roots. And so I, I purposefully centered that opening circle around the idea of a namkara, mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, that's the, the soul friend uh, idea. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, you know, the biggest thing about that is just wanting to bring it back to my roots as well. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting, I guess. The, the opening circle for me does kind of lead into how the ceremony came to be, which is um, we each pulled a card and uh, the card I pulled was this woman. It said, I think it said ceremony. I can't remember exactly what the card said, but it was either. Yeah, I think it said ceremony. And mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure it did. Too. Yeah, you guys. Um, I remember that. <laughs> I can picture it. I just couldn't remember the word, but um, it's this, it was this, a picture of this woman with this light coming in through her head and the light was coming out of her hands and onto a crystal grid. And I was like, wow. So here's my sign again about like portals, grid work, ceremony. And I kind of told everybody what I've been experiencing leading up to the trip. And I think it was like, maybe the next day or something we didn't have. Um, I don't remember which day it was, but we, it just kind of came up. Like I woke up in the morning and I started channeling a ceremony, which was wild. Like I was just, the energy of this place was really crazy for me because I feel like I could write all day, but while I was writing, I would drift off in the middle of a sentence just space out. And then I would have to come back. And I was reading my, the journal, um, Sarah gave us each a journal that was super cute. And so I was like writing while we were on the trip and I was reading through what I wrote and it was like, just incredibly poetic, <laughs> which is like, sometimes I write like that, but not like this. And I was like, wow, man, like it brought me back to that energy that I was feeling there. And I remember Sarah saying she felt like she felt super grounded in this place where I felt like I was going to float away. Um, and so that was pretty interesting. I think it was cool that we were each sort of holding those two energies and it, it seemed to um, come in handy when we, when we did this ceremony. So we stayed in this awesome house that had a vortex behind it. And you just had to hike up like a little hill to get to the vortex. And um, as we were talking about aliens and all, you know, just like having fun exploring all those kinds of ideas, I said to Gina, what if we went up there at night? And Gina's like, oh, I would totally do that. And then I was like, what if we did the ceremony at night? 
you know? And what was interesting that I thought about later is that, um, you know, I went up there like a, a different morning and I didn't really feel much energy, but at night the earth releases energy. And so I think that's why when we went up there, we could really feel the, I mean, for me, I know a few of us could really feel the energy. You guys felt it, right? Yeah. And, and I'll agree with you, Wendy. And I didn't think of that or even know of that idea of like the earth releases energy at night of like, cause I was up there, I think twice during the daytime or like in the morning when the sun was out, people were around and it did feel totally different at night. Mm-hmm. Um, that is so cool. Yeah. I felt I that for sure. What's funny too, that, that I love about every piece of this is that, uh, it wasn't like, it wasn't, how do I explain it? The intentions weren't from my ego, you know, like I wasn't thinking let's go up at night. It just so happened that we were like, we could go up at night. And then it worked out timing wise, you know, just like, I love how little things like that sort of just fall into place where you're like, I can't claim any credit for for this. Like I'm just listening and going, you know? And so it was interesting when we got up there, we could feel the energy. Right. And, and there were a bunch of people up on a plateau and we were all kind of like, where's the vortex? Where's the vortex? Cause there's not really a sign that's like, here's the vortex. There was a sign about vortexes, but, um, we were just kind of meandering around and then we ended up, um, taking a break and just kind of sitting for a minute. And, um, I remember like feeling we were sitting for a while, just in the quiet as it got dark, because we didn't, we didn't want to do a ceremony while there were like a bunch of people around. We didn't want to go to where all the people were. Cause we were, we were trying to have a ceremony. So, um, but I remember when we were sitting there, Sarah was talking about not being able to find, uh, indigenous people to, to talk to or take tours with and things like that. And I know a lot of anger was coming up for you and I was feeling it. And we had like a, we had an interesting interaction up there. Right. Do you want to talk a little bit about it? Yeah. Yeah. So that anger for me started like the minute that we came up that hill and turned the corner to where that sign for the vortex was because all my body was telling me to do was get fucking still and appreciate it. Mm -hmm. But it felt like the collective energy and somewhat bleeding into our group was like, where is it? Where is it? Is it here? Is it here? Where is it? Where is it? Is it here? Is it here? And then like looking up to where that hill was and just seeing like people taking selfies and people like laughing really loud. And in my body, it was like respect respect me, respect the earth, respect the people, respect the history. It almost felt like, and honestly, it felt like this a lot of the trip that like really grounded to the point, I've never felt anything like that before, where it was just so like, you will respect this land is what it felt like. And so it started for me, like the minute we turned that curve, like my body just got really rageful and I was trying to like really get in the moment and just feel that rage. Cause usually with emotions, if I just like sink into it, it'll pass, but it was like, it wanted to be expressed through my body somehow. And I remember Ethan saying something like, well, do you just want to scream? (laughs) and you know you know William can attest to this like I'll like you know roll down the window like I think sometime on the trip like leading up to it we we rolled down yeah we rolled down the windows and we screamed but like screaming (laughs) screaming in this setting where there was like people nearby this that and the other like it was when he said that my body was like yes I absolutely want to scream but there was this moment of like should I Um, and yeah. And the moment of like, then you put words to that, Wendy. Yeah. And 
it was what I was thinking. So like, you know, you just put words to something of like, well, maybe this isn't the place, right? Of like, maybe yeah, it is. I, I was, I was feeling your anger and I was getting defensive because for some reason I was taking it personally. I thought it was I thought that I was worried that you thought I was going to disrespect the land or something because you had been talking earlier about like, we need to respect this land. And so I was getting like really self-conscious. And so I was like, well, I don't think it would be very respectful to scream here. <laughs> I was just being defensive at that point. And I realized later, like it, it came up because leading up to the ceremony, I was like, I'm just so self-conscious and I have to tell you. <laughs> And then you were like, I don't think it would be disrespectful to scream. And I was totally fine with it at that point too. And, and you let it out. And I remember watching you, you like shook your body out after you let out this like awesome scream, like into the, what do you call it? Like the Canyon there. Yeah. And it, it was good. It was really good that you got it out and we like, we let the energy go. <laughs> Oh man. Yes. Because if it wasn't for that moment of me screaming, there's no way that the ceremony would have been what it was for me. Definitely. No, I agree. I think for everyone, like I really yeah. feel like um, we were all a part of it, you know? I think we were all feeling it at that point in some regard. Um, Cause I, we all have preconceived notions of things, you know, especially like long trips like that, where we're going to a destination that we've never been. We have ideas and thoughts on things that we've never seen. And so we, I think all of us expected this, uh, this, you know, this place to be what we thought it would be. And when we got there and saw, you know, kind of what you addressed with um, the land demanding respect uh in some regards that was not being done and um just and, over development traffic yeah. yeah um i think we were talking to locals before the hike um i was trying to kind of search out the secret spots because there were a lot of very heavily populated areas that we could have gone um to experience the outdoors but i wanted something a lot more intimate and in talking um, with a couple of the locals, they said that there were trails that were created from social media posts that weren't even in existence, that people had just like geotagged things and um, created literally like these extremely popular trails that were not in existence before. And um, I think the rage and the anger, maybe rage is not the right word, but the anger uh, was very warranted. I think that the land was experiencing itself through you, the earth was. Mm. Um, and it's interesting because I was getting sort of a different message, which is probably probably what made me feel a little self-conscious too, which was that it was time to forgive ourselves and forgive each other. And um, so it felt, for me, it felt kind of like, I guess I felt self-conscious that I was bypassing. You guys would think I was bypassing, you know, the history of the land um, mm. or the abuse of the people or, you know, that kind of thing. So um, it's pretty interesting though. That's, that's what, for me, what was coming up over and over leading up to the trip was like forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. And so that's really what a part of the intention for the ceremony was too. And to just like, love up on this land, like do whatever we could to, um, try to bring healing. So yeah, once we, once we got through that, which I love Gina was like sitting on the sidelines, like clapping after me and Sarah talks, she's like, that's how you have a conversation. <laughs> but like, I am dead ass serious when I say like, I am learning, trying to learn. And there aren't a lot of people that do this. But like trying to learn how people have a disagreement and there's emotion involved and it's not oh we waited so long to have this conversation that now we want to kill each other so it was just this very beautiful like i don't know i felt like i learned a lot from it i was like that was beautiful i know you probably don't feel that way but it was 
<laughs> well, it's so funny because I like I even for me, it's really hard for me to express myself and just be just like it can be scary to honestly say how uh -huh. you're feeling. And so I was like, thank you for giving me an opportunity to do that because that's like a hurdle that I experienced, you know? So <laughs> it was, that was a cool little moment. Regarding the communication and stuff, I think that we as all participants of the trip and the journey and the road that we kind of put our feet on to get there, we allowed space for each and every one of us to be as authentic as we needed to be in that moment. And that space is sacred. Um, the land facilitated. We as light beings facilitated for one another and, um, and all the other energies and entities that were in that place, beings helped us. And um, I just want to give honor to those because I believe that the the land in particular where we were on, I think was a, a mountain or a formation that uh, housed some sort of spirit, like a mountain spirit. And um, I think that the ceremony was conducted in part of that, that entity, that mountain or, or hill or whatever it may be. And um, I just wanna give honor to that and honor to each and every one of you for allowing uh, us to be as authentic as we needed to be. Yes, totally. And that was the feeling I think for, for all of us from the beginning of the trip was like, wow, this feels so comfy. <laughs> I can just be me. <laughs> everyone's shaking their heads like yeah 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 um cool so yeah so after we had our little like energy uh clearing and got through that conversation we started our ceremony and um i'm not going to go into the details of like what i what i said or or anything like that but um you know we called in the directions and, and the elements. And um, then Sarah, you want to tell what you experienced? Yeah, yeah, I will. Um, yeah, Wendy, you were just holding such lovely space and um, I felt really safe. Um, and I just was really in my body and had my eyes closed. And I don't remember exactly the question that you asked, but you just kind of opened it up for us to share or like, what are you experiencing? That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I had my eyes closed and um, yeah, I could feel us in the circle. And then I have felt these two ETs before. So I knew them immediately whenever they um, made themselves known. Uh, and they were standing, um, the only way I can describe it is like, if your eyes were open, it would be like in your peripheral vision. And they were standing one on the right side of our circle and one on the left side of the circle. They made themselves known. And it felt like when I spoke that into existence, I could, I just, there was, no doubt in my mind. It was just one of those moments where like, even though my eyes were closed, so I couldn't say, yes, I saw this in the 3D. There was no doubt in my body that that energy was there and that these two ETs had shown up for us to hold space, to make themselves known, to pass along their message. And the biggest thing that stuck out as far as what they were there to teach us was the message was to to open up your heart space that was the biggest thing it was like they want us to just open up our heart space and it was like the minute i said that i could feel each and every one of you opening your heart space and then all of a sudden that energy was just amplified and it's interesting because they've shown this message to me on a personal level before, because I work with, you know, like many practitioners, a bubble of light, right? 
And they've shown me with working with this bubble, but then they've shown me standing on either side of the bubble and the ETs almost like electrify it. And then in my vision, it becomes like colorful and more intense and it becomes like something I can actually see. And it was like that, but with our circle. It was like, if you all just open your heart space, this energy can move through you all. And it's almost like it amplifies and it, it becomes even stronger in working together. And it was almost a way for me to take it from I'm experiencing this to us experiencing this. And I don't know the amount of time that passed, but then it was like I could feel them moving in opposite directions outward. And then I kind of checked in with them when it felt like they were about a football field length away. And then I got this like triangular vision of them like going up into the air into almost like a point, like a triangle, and then they were gone. Mm -hmm. So that was the experience through my, uh, my lens. And it's interesting because I felt like I was channeling and communicating. I didn't feel it in my body the way that some of you describe it. So I would love for for other people to kind of recount how you experienced it. Cause I was holding space at that moment and I don't know that I really took it all in. So. Yeah. As soon as you said, I have two ET beings here that I've worked with before I got chills beyond chills, like every hair on my body stood up and my body started to vibrate and my shoulders were really tense. And I was just like breathing. And I was like, holy crap, like they are here. Like, and I didn't see anything, you know, I didn't, I didn't see anything with my third eye. I just, I just felt it all. And I looked, I opened my eyes to see if anybody else was feeling it. And I looked over at Angela and she was kind of like rocking back and forth and breathing. And I said, are you okay? Cause it was sort of an unfamiliar feeling. I've, I've never felt such a powerful vibration in my body before. And, um, and it was almost, I wasn't scared or anything, but it was just unfamiliar and my shoulders were all tensed up. And then when, when you said they, they say, they said, um, if you would like to open your heart, it was an invitation. Um, I opened my heart and then the energy just flowed through my body. There was no more tension. And, um, I just remember for me, like all I was doing, basically, I felt like was being a, a conduit or like a, a vessel for this energy to run through. And, um, when they stepped away, I was just like really cold by the end of it. So that, that was my experience. Who wants um, to go next? That, <laughs> that really resonates with me. That was certainly, I would say my first, um, like ET energy experience. And it's interesting because I remember we were all kind of processing a bit after that circle. Um, and I remember sharing that I felt that I saw those beams of light and that I saw that there were two. Um, and also I remember speaking with you, Wendy, specifically how in sitting, I felt tension in my shoulders, but I felt this really warm energy just kind of pressing down, kind of just like massaging. But at a certain point, I felt that release. And I almost felt like I sat to, sat a little bit taller. Mm -hmm. um, and just as you described, that energy sort of emanating throughout your body, um, it just, it was illuminating, of course, by like sight. My eyes were closed, but I'm seeing these beams of light, these two beams of light. But I just felt this energy just extend my body like forward where I felt like I felt this warmth of, you know, it's okay. Like you can, you can sit taller, you can open that heart space. You can feel what you're feeling. You can acknowledge what you're seeing. Um, and I just, yeah, I really sunk into it. So it's really, really interesting that even though you have that you, um, Sarah and you, Wendy kind of shared kind of similar, but very different experiences. I felt like I felt elements of what you both described. Mm -hmm. Cool. 
totally agree. I think it's beautiful that, you know, after the um, ceremony um, and we got back to the um, lodge, we kind of broke off in groups and everyone was sort of processing, but then doing it with each other and we would describe it. And it was amazing to have these like synchronicities of other people's experience that they described to someone on the opposite side of the, you know, at the same time, it was wild. And one of the turning points of like this transformative um, explosion of emotional energy that I felt, um, I think Gina was guiding, um, there was one part where you said, um, you know, imagine you're holding a flame in your hand and like literally like my hands felt like they were on fire to this point whenever you said, bring it to your heart space in your chest like that was the ignition that I just sobbed like a fucking baby. Like it was <laughs> so much, so emotion, like and beautiful and so I good. Like, yes, and I have seen and felt these synchronicities and changes um, since then in my life. Like it's, it was very powerful. Mm. Yeah, um, I. Yes, like you have all said, like, I feel like I have pieces of each, like the shoulder thing. I really felt like my conscious mind was like, look up, like, whoa, it's so beautiful. And like the sun or the sun, I got the moon was like so bright, right? The moon was out, mm. right? Okay. <laughs> it just seemed like the night light, like the light of the sky was so bright, like casting shadows. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just felt like not inhibited in any way but just like more of a relaxation where it was like oh I just can't sit up like I was just rounded forward and then at some point I don't know if if Sarah if you, if it was when you you said you were aware of the ET energy that was there but what happened to me was similar kind of to what you said Wendy of like it was like this vibration from deep in my body I mean it literally felt like someone hit a tuning fork like deep in my belly and it was just like like all the way out and it was the only thing I could focus on like I yeah it was amazing and I have noticed like I feel way more psychic if you will like way more intuitive synchronicities since then um I've also fucking really gone through the ringer in my regular life so I don't know which one maybe both uh but I really do think like it is a part of the equation of like how much I feel like I've settled in myself and just relied on my intuition in the last, whatever has it been three months or four months. Yeah. So, so it was unbelievable. Yeah. William. I'll go. Uh, the ceremony for me, um, I was trying to and did embody um my masculine energy i uh i remember putting my hands into the dirt and kind of almost burying them in the soil and kind of grasping at the core of the earth like the magma and the lava at the center and um and kind of siphoning or um acting as a conduit for the moon into our circle and uh, just using my, my masculine and my divine um, body as a, a conduit and a channel for what was happening and occurring. I remember um, just like siphoning, you know, like it was literally like pouring through me into the earth, coming back up and embodying itself in the circle that we were creating and channeling all together as one. I remember talking with Sarah afterwards um, when she spoke of her too. I I felt there was a third and um, that it was a triangular formation of ETs that maybe I had called and was the only one that saw the third. But um, I believe that there was, it was a, a trifecta. It was a triangular formation um, of these extraterrestrials 
that were guarding, shielding, um, protecting, and um, giving us knowledge and downloads that we needed, each and every one of us. Um, but I, I remember most of all just that kind of that that stance and that that formation that I had kind of um, created to kind of channel and act as like a grounding wire for what was occurring because it was not only the moon, it was the sun and all these other planetary bodies that were assisting in what we were doing. When do you speak of, you know, really wanting healing to come from this ceremony? I, I think I was the grounding rod. Mm. I was, um, you know, creating and channeling my divine masculine as the grounding rod of the electric, the lightning, the, the pulse of the ceremony that we were embodying. I guess I, William, I felt that. that. Yeah. I felt that William. It was one of the only things when I was looking at the ground, it was like, I was so focused on your hands. Like I can see your hands like just digging kind of in the dirt, not digging, but like yeah. just moving awesome. side to side. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I felt that like what you are saying, like I was staring at your hands and like feeling it. That was cool. I remember that too, very vividly. And I remember after that, just expressing gratitude for that. Mm. Um, and it's just also wild to me that we remember this stuff. Like it was yesterday or yeah. last night mm -hmm. that is what is incredible to me and just as you described your experience I remember that I remember you grounding in the earth I remember what that felt like seeing you do it and you just described it in the way that I remember it as if it was yesterday um so again just as I did that night I just want to express my gratitude for you doing that yeah thank you for validating holding that right because it i mean it it was what five months ago four or five at this point it's coming on four right four. Yeah. Coming yeah. Up on four. it feels so vivid though i agree and i just remember being so validated by jay saying her description of like the two beams that felt so validating that she saw it the same way and then feeling so validated by william seeing the triangular shape because i also even though I just felt two ETs, that triangle shape was absolutely a part of the experience for me, for mm -hmm. sure. I love that. Angela, what about you? Um, so for me, like, once again, it was my first real, you know, ceremony of that nature or like experience with ETs or anything like that. But I mean, I was excited to be a part of it. And I just remember being up there and we were all in the circle and I was trying to, you know, I guess just be in the moment and listen to what everybody was like saying, as you called in the elements and stuff. And then I remember when Sarah said she felt like the ET's presence, like I felt like this power that just like shot into my chest, almost to the part, like, I felt like that's what made me like kind of bow over because I felt like, I don't know, some sort of energy just like go right into my heart space. And then as soon as Sarah was like, you know, they're inviting you to open up your hearts, like if you want to, I remember I feel, I feel like I physically like rolled like my shoulders back and like, just kind of try to bring my chest up to the moon. And I remember like in my mind's eye, I had this visual visualization of like a beam of like white light that just shot all the way, like up through like me and like the rest of us, like shooting through us and coming together and just like in my mind's eye, I felt like we were just like traveling up through space, like up into the stars and up into the moon. And we were just like in space. <laughs> and, yeah. And even like after, like after we got back to the, like when we got back to the cabin and stuff, I told Wendy, I was like, I'm saying, I was like, like everything like is moving really slow around me. I was like, well, I'm trying to look at things and like everything's just kind of like dragging. And Wendy goes, she was like, well, you're up. She was like, you're vibrating at a higher frequency than you normally do. She was like, you're vibrating at a higher frequency than like the earth normally is. So everything like is dragging around you. And I was like, what? <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, I just like, I remember I had such a clear visual of us just like, all like having separate like light coming from each of our like heart spaces and then you know the light all coming together and it just going like straight up into space and like our whole circle was just like going into the stars. I just say like 
in our recounting of the experience, are y'all feeling it again? I'm like feeling I'm, energy, I'm, like a little tingliness around me. Yeah. yeah I oh, I get chills every time someone energy. describes it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely this, this, logging on to the space. As you see, I've been like <laughs> wiping my eyes ever since I got on here. Like, I mean, even through a screen, wow. um, the energy is evident. Yeah, no, I want to be like, can we do this like every other month and just hang out with each other? <laughs> yeah, we talked about that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's just so hard getting like everybody on the, like for everybody yeah. together at the same time. But yeah. yeah, it's great to just, you know, be here and like be back together with everybody and be like, oh, what are we having for dinner tonight, guys? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so much good food. Yeah, um, Oh man. So I'm going to go ahead. I know we don't have a ton of time left with Gina at least, but, um, Gina, is there anything else you want to say before you have to go? Um, I just, I don't know, sharing space with you all. I will say like, I am just, it feels so good to just look at you and see you. Um, yeah. Like Jay, I'm so glad you logged on. (laughs) Um, so I, I love this. And Wendy, thank you so much for putting it together. And I will, if you guys are open to it, I would do a little something like this about the past life journey for sure. Would love yeah. that. Yeah, love I you. felt it, man. I still feel that energy. Um, and I think about it all the time. Uh, and I, I remember like when I left Sedona, I took like this mountainous drive to Prescott and I was like, I love this place so much. And I was like, drove to Prescott and I was like, this looks good enough. <laughs> I'm gonna move here. And I fucking did. <laughs> so it's like it's wild. Um, just like the unfolding that's happened. And even though like other stuff that's been going on, like I can still, even talking to you all, like I said, I still feel that energy. I still get those chills when I hear your experiences of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much, Wendy, for having me. Yeah, thank you. Oh my gosh. So I wanted to talk about after the ceremony, um, should we get into the Bigfoot thing or should we? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. yes. Can we do okay. that? Can I say, um, my spill coming down and like the first, yeah. like you tell it. it. So coming down, I remember us, um, coming down and I just felt raw and could not really just I don't know I just had to like separate from the group for a second so I kind of like just did my own path kept on going and I think it's just from all the emotions that I felt at the ceremony and I was walking I could hear y'all a little ways um in the back um on a path that was like 20 feet higher parallel to the path that I was on and all I remember is hearing this scruffle in the woods. And so hearing that, I immediately like was like, oh shit, oh, it's Bigfoot and he was gone. And like, I didn't see him. I felt his presence. Like that was Bigfoot. And I know I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that y'all can validate my experience and my feeling because I keep on telling myself that, oh God, I'm fucking crazy. I can't be telling everyone this because they want to see me and find out that <laughs> I may need to go up on a few medications. And so, but, and it was so interesting because y'all started, uh, um, I remember like screeching and then, um, what was it? You screamed, there's something on the trail. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. But like, I didn't feel comfortable <laughs> saying that it was Bigfoot until we got back. And then I was like, okay, like that was Bigfoot. And when but. you were telling us the story, I thought, and before you said it, I thought Bigfoot. And you were like, like Bigfoot? And yes. like, we were all thinking it. But in Sarah, you had a weird experience <laughs> during that right it was just it was just interesting that yeah exactly what ethan described like he was ahead i heard a ruffle he was kind of like 
you know, running towards me. And at that time, my ears were just like high pitched ringing. And that's not typical for me. Like, I don't really get that really like high pitch thing. Um, but at the time I just kind of wrote it off and I was like, Hmm, well, that's really odd. And then I kind of shook it off and then kept going. And then, yeah, later we were in the hot tub and then the Bigfoot thing came up and Bigfoot hadn't crossed my mind. But the minute that Ethan said Bigfoot and then Wendy, you validated that you were thinking Bigfoot immediately. I was like, oh my gosh, that could have been that high pitch ringing noise that I was experiencing at the same time. Mm. Yeah, so that was what was going on with me at the time. Yeah, definitely a lot of uh, interdimensional beings in Sedona. <laughs> um, I think it's something about the sand, the sandstone, and all the iron. I think there's something really conductive there. Um, if you want to, if you want to get into the material science part of it, but um, later that night. Uh, I was trying to go to bed. I was trying to fall asleep, but I was really wired. And I just have to say, like, everybody's like so happy that their experience was validated. And I cannot even tell you guys how happy I was because I've experienced uh, similar beings before. And I have been searching for a couple of years to figure out what it was I experienced when I had my crazy awakening. So then to experience these beings, with six other people and have them all feel it like felt amazing to me. And also just like in the moment, I mean, it was funny, the energy of Sedona, like I felt like I was just channeling a lot of the time, like, like me telling Angela, like, oh, it's just your frequencies higher or whatever. Like my ego doesn't think that right. Like I just felt like I was channeling higher wisdom, you know, like just when I would say certain things. And, um, and so it was really interesting to have like all of this just come through and then for everybody to feel it like that just felt kind of incredible to me, you know? And, um, and it also like made me feel really good that I'm not crazy. <laughs> you know, So that was just unbelievable. And so I was so wired trying to go to bed and, um, I finally start to kind of drift off to sleep and the picture on the wall behind my bed falls to the ground and it startled me. And I just like, was like, okay, okay, okay. Feel the room. Is there any negative energy in here? No. And then I was like, okay, just calm down, you know, calm down. And I'm laying in bed and I was upstairs and there was this big window and I had left the curtains open that night so I could see the Mesa and it was really bright out, you know, because of the moon. And so I'm like, just looking out at the Mesa and breathing, trying to relax. And suddenly I see this blue light up there and it looks like it's breathing. And then it like slowly starts to like take off. And I'm like rubbing my eyes and I like got out of bed and like went and looked out the window. Cause I'm like, am I seriously seeing this? Like, I'm pretty sure I'm seeing a ship take off from the Mesa. And I can't believe I'm seeing this. Like, this is not a third eye clairvoyant experience. I'm seeing this with my physical eyeballs. And then I was just like, what the hell? This is crazy. So I, I'm like, is it 3 a.m. or something? Like, is it the witching hour? And I look at my phone and it's 12.33 p.m. And I loved that because 33 is my number. And um, so I'm like, all right, just, you know, go back to bed. I finally go back to bed. I wake up in the morning and I wasn't even really looking at my phone much on this trip. I would like wake up and journal, but I decided to look at my phone and I follow a girl who tracks the space weather, um, the, the solar weather. Her handle is Ascension Diaries. And she's posting, last night, 12.30 p.m., there was a global geomagnetic storm. And it sent auroras all across Canada and down to Bermuda. And it just came to me. I was like, we helped channel that energy, I felt like. Like it, it not, it doesn't really necessarily matter that that happened later 
like, I know that it was all divinely timed and that we were helping somehow be conduits for that energy to come into the earth. And I just think that everything was divinely guided and divinely timed. Yeah, it was amazing. 100%. It's been really good to get back together. And I'm like, really excited to share this experience. I'm really glad that we took some time to sort of integrate, I guess, and then, and come back together. I kind of like that. It took a while for us to get back together. I guess before we go, I would love to ask you guys if there's anything you took away or feeling different after this experience. Um, I mean, for me, I definitely feel like I've been paying more attention to like maybe the gifts I was ignoring, like in the past, like I started journaling more for my dreams. I bought Oracle decks when we were in Sedona. So I've been reading cards like daily and I've personally feel like I've gotten a lot better at it. Um, or like even like interpreting like my dreams or just paying attention to like, you know, signs in nature or, you know, just signs around me. I feel like I've become more intuitive, like, or just, I've been paying more attention to things that I used to chalk up to, oh, I'm just being silly, you know, or, oh, that's not real. And now I'm like, no, it's all real. <laughs> so I feel like I've been able to open up a lot more. Cool. Be more authentic, I guess. Nice. Yeah. I'd say the experience for me definitely has led me to be more intuitive and reflective. I think since the trip I've been just pondering and maybe overthinking it in a way like how am I so connected to these six other people um, to have had such an incredible transformative experience um, that I had you know I shared when I got on the call this has been a really 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 trying season for me um, a lot of active dreams health challenges <laughs> um, things with my job, things with family and life. Um, but I, I told Sarah just in a recent, she's just like checking in on me. And I'm just like, I think about this trip so much. Mm. I think about it all the time. I think about Sarah's scream. I think about our ceremony. I think about our circle. I even think about, you know, how you shared, um, you know, your experience of, trying to sleep that night, the picture, like these are things, as I said to William when he was sharing his reflection that I remember very vividly. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting, like how much, again, the shared experience and the experience of Sedona, the, from the cards that were pulled, like just all of it just resonates with me. And it's as if this trip just ended. Mm. Um, and you know, again, I just, I'm super grateful for this space and for this opportunity and just so glad that y'all were still on Zoom. 